Proverbs chapter 12 and verse number 25. The wise men said, Heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. Heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop, but a good word. Everybody say a good word. A good word maketh it glad. And everybody said amen. God bless you. I want to talk to you this morning about the power of a good word. Amen. The power of a good word. Everybody clap your hands to the Lord and let's give him a little more praise. said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for being here today. <clears throat> Words are our life. The world that we live in is filled with words. Multiplied millions of words are spoken every day. Depending on your gender, you are blessed with a certain number of words. I don't know who followed somebody around and counted all of the words that they spoke in a day, but somewhere psychologists determined that, that a man is blessed with 25,000 words a day and a woman is blessed with some 45 or so thousand words a day. That's why, men, you will never out-talk them, so quit trying. Amen. They can keep talking when there's nothing else to talk about, <laughs> at least according to men. But we live in that kind of world. Words are everywhere, and words are life. All of our words, and I want you to hear me, all of our words have meaning. All of them have meaning. But not all of our words are thought out. Many times our words have no thought behind them. We don't consider the weight of what we say. We don't consider the impact. We don't consider the influence or the effect that those words have upon a person's life. Our text speaks to us of the power of words. And it tells me that words have the power to build up. They have the power to increase. They have the power to lift up. And they also have the power to break a man down. Words can be spoken that will become as a weight upon a person's life. And that weight, the, the psalmist or, the, or the, the wise man in Proverbs said, is a heaviness that is too much to bear and it will cause a man to stoop. Whoever said that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, either had to be delusional or they were high on drugs of some kind. Because all of us know that's not true. Words carry weight and power. 
I was talking with a minister friend of mine this morning who had been on the trip with us and he was telling me a little bit about all that had gone on while he was gone and and uh, some things had happened that he was not really pleased with. He had had a family that had been out of the church for some time and and a few weeks ago they they had been moved by God and and they they started coming to the altar and praying and and last weekend uh, they they God poured out his spirit they were all filled with the holy ghost began to be renewed in the spirit and the, and he was so excited about the family and in that one family he said there was a particular young lady who had lived a pretty rough life and she was the one who was always in trouble and always uh always on the edge but he said over the last few weeks i've watched god begin to deal with her and i've watched god begin to work on her and she got closer she put away all the questionable clothing that she had been wearing and she put away all the other things that she had been doing and he said i'm telling you she was pouring herself into trying to live for god the best of her ability and would you believe Somewhere this week, somebody called another person in the church and said, Oh, I wouldn't let my daughter hang out with that girl. And with those words, a girl that had turned her life around and had begun moving in a right direction, the bottom fell out. You know what I'm talking about. The power of words. They can lift, they can pull down. The wise men again said that the power of death and life are in the tongue. The Jewish Bible reads that the tongue has power over life and death. That the tongue is such a powerful influence in our lives and in our, uh, our being that it can be life or it can be death our words can and they do affect us they affect our life our words to ourself how you talk to yourself how you talk about yourself will influence and affect your life many of us uh, need a session in positive speaking not to others but to ourselves because so many times we sell ourselves short and we beat ourselves down with our own words. I can't make it. <coughs> I'm a failure. I, I'm a mistake. I don't know why I tried. I don't know why I even make the effort. And the truth is those words influence our lives and they affect us in a good or bad way. Not only do our words affect our lives and, and they affect how we live and how we respond to life, but they more often than not affect other lives and they affect other people, people that we love, people that we care about. Words have a way of doing that. How we talk about others, how we talk to others has a great influence and an impact upon their life. The power of words is so important that one, one prophet, Isaiah, he, he understood the powerful use of words and he prayed. This is what he prayed, that he would have the tongue of the learned, 
that he would know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. I will tell you this morning that as your pastor, my constant prayer, O God, is that I would be able to speak a word in season to people when they come to the house of God. That I would not just carelessly throw out words or preach you a sermon, but I would prayerfully consider the word of God and prayerfully listen to the voice of God so that I might hear what God would want me to say because words have power and words have influence and it is my desire this morning to give you a word that is right for you this morning. It is my desire to give you a word that will lift you up, a word that will encourage you, a word that will fit the need in your life this morning, a word that when you leave here you will know that was from God, that was for me, that's what I needed to hear, that's what I came for this morning, a word that will encourage us to lift up our head and to lift up our hands and say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Come on, somebody do it with me right now. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I love you this morning, Lord. I love you and I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. Hallelujah. Because of the power of our words and their influence on lives and on our own life, we should always guard our words. And I would say this morning that I could preach a long time about that. We need to guard our words. And we need to choose our words carefully. I want to go back and read to you the Amplified Bible, Proverbs 18.21, of what the wise men said about death and life. The Amplified Bible reads like this. He said, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they who indulge in it, what is it? Life or death. They who indulge in life-giving words or death-giving words shall eat the fruit of their words. They will eat the fruit of their words, whether they be life or whether they be death. You will never cut somebody else down with words and those words not come back to cut you down. You will never talk about somebody else and those words not come back and somebody talk about you. I didn't figure I'd get too many amens on that, but I'm going to say it again. You're going to reap what you sow. Whether it be words of kindness or words of meanness. And you know what I've found out in life? People that are quick to dispense mean words are the biggest babies when it comes to the tide turning and them being on the side of being talked about. Oh God, I can't believe somebody. And I've heard people that I just, I just want to stop and say, hey, wait just a minute. Let me rewind just a few days. Let me go back a few months ago to something that you said carelessly or something that you spoke at the cup and you didn't think it, you didn't care what it, and now the tide has turned. You're going to get what you sow. The word that you speak 
And Solomon said, you better weigh them. You better be careful how you speak those words because you're going to eat the fruit of those words. I've decided today that I want to eat some good fruit. I'm tired of eating sour grapes and my teeth being set on edge. I'm tired of talking to myself in the negative. I'm tired of hearing people talk in the negative. I want to hear somebody say something about it can be done. I want to hear somebody in their worship that says he is worthy. I want to hear somebody in their praise say he is the one and only. I want to hear somebody in their activities and in their efforts say that this is the best thing in life and this is the best thing to give my life to. Amen. Because of the power of our words, we should guard and choose carefully. Solomon speaks to us in our text and he says that heaviness in the heart can make it stoop. It can bow it down and cause it to fall over. But he said a good word maketh it glad. Life as you and I understand can get you down and it does often do that. It can weigh you down and it becomes a burden that is too heavy to bear. Hearts are made heavy by problems and hearts are made heavy by troubles and they're made heavy by worries and cares and they're made wor- made heavy by family issues and they're made heavy by poor choices and bad decisions. But the wise men said that a good word can turn the tide. A good word can shift the momentum in your life. A good word can turn you in the right direction. Oh, the power of a good word. Just one word. He didn't say a multitude of words. He said a. That's singular. A good word. He didn't say good words. That would be plural. That would mean more than one. The great wise men saw the power in just one word. That one word was enough. That one word was sufficient. That word was powerful enough to turn the tide. Hallelujah. Jesus sent his disciples out into the boat on the Sea of Galilee and into the storm they sail. And the Bible talks about how dangerous and treacherous it was. Winds coming so high that the waves crashed over the side of the boat. The boat began to fill with water and they were fearful that they were going to die there in the midst of the sea and right in the middle of all that chaos. Here comes this figure walking on the water. And at first they said, oh, it's a ghost. It looks like him, but it couldn't be him. And they're wrestling in their mind with what this is that they're seeing out there on the water. And finally, Peter, he he gets the gumption to say, Lord, is that you out there? Lord, if that's you out there, would you bid me come to you? And I'm telling you, the Lord didn't go off with a long speech. He didn't come out with flowery words. He just said one word to Peter. He said, come, come. That one word turned the tide. That one word turned a fearful disciple into a man of faith who could step out on water and begin to walk on that sea of trouble. I'm talking about the power of just one word. He said, come. And that's all that he needed to hear was come. Amen. The power 
of a single word can lift you. It can remove despondency. It can turn the tide in your life. The words were spoken to a man let down in a bed by his four friends through a hole in the roof. Men who had enough faith to get their friend into the presence of the Lord. And when Jesus saw their faith, he turned to this man and he said, Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins are forgiven thee. And this man who had been crippled got up off of his bed and began to walk. It was the word that he spoke to a blind man on the side of the road. He said, Rise, he calleth for thee. Get up, Bartimaeus. You don't have to be blind any longer. I'm talking about the power of words to turn your situation. The power of a word to reverse whatever is going wrong in your life. Amen. The power of a good word. Amen. The power of a good word. He said, Stretch forth thy hand to the man whose hand was withered and instantly he repairs the hand. Instantly he reverses the damage. Instantly he repairs what is wrong in the man's life. In an instant he removes despair. In an instant changes everything by the power of his word. Surely a good word would be an encouraging word. Surely a good word would be a cheerful word. Surely a good word would be a word of comfort. But I want to tell you more than that. A good word is going to be a true word. Everybody say a true word. A true word. It's going to be the truth. It's going to be what is right. What is truthful. But not only is it going to be a true word. And it's going to be a right word. It's going to be a kind word. Amen. A kind word. And not only will it be kind, it will be suitable. There are some things that I might have the liberty to say that are true, but they're not kind. And so I don't say them. There are some words that I might say that are true, but they're not suitable. And so I don't say them. Why? Because a good word can make all the difference in the world in a person's life. It can make them glad. So what is that good word this morning? Well, first of all, that good word is, I will never leave you nor forsake you. No matter what you're going through right now, no matter what's happening in your life, you may be walking through the valley of the shadow of death. You may be in a dark place this morning, but the word that comes from the Lord to somebody today is, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Ah, you need to go back and read Matthew 28 and 20. Because when we quote that scripture, people say, I am with you always. But that's not what he said. He said, I am with you always. Now, what does that mean? That means every way, every place you go, whether you're on top of the mountain or whether you're in the valley, whether you're having physical complications in your life or you're not, whether you've got heart trouble or diabetes or sugar problems or whatever else, you got high blood pressure, you got nerve problems, it doesn't matter. God said, I am with you all way, every way. Whatever way you may live and go, God said, I am with you always. 
And he's not only with me all way, but he's with me all the way to the end of the world, to the end of the earth. He didn't say ends of the world. We put a plural on that. He said to the end of the world. I'm going to be with you until the last tick of the clock. I'm going to be with you until the last thing comes to light. I'm going to be with you until the last breath is breathed. I'm going to walk with you because I make this promise. I will never leave you nor forsake me. Somebody, somebody here this morning, God sent me to give you a word. And your word is, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Hallelujah. Some of you have been forsaken by your friends. Some of you have been forsaken by your family. Some of you have been forsaken by people that you loved and you trusted. People that you poured your life into have walked away from you. But God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm here to tell somebody the word for you this morning is, I am with you always. The word for somebody here this morning is that his mercy endureth forever. That his mercy endureth forever. No matter where you are, no matter what's going on in your life, he said, my mercy endures forever. You see, mercy is a form of His love that, that is determined by your condition of misery. God said, I look at man and I see him in his miserable condition. And that moves the heart of God to say, I want to help that person. I want to lift that person. I want to encourage that person. Mercy is compassion for the miserable. And the Bible said that that mercy endureth forever. Read the 136th Psalm. He said the mercy of the Lord endureth forever. He makes another statement and he said the mercy of the Lord endureth forever. The goodness of the Lord, the mercy of the Lord, it endureth forever. The word for somebody this morning is that his mercy endures forever. The word for the Lord from the word from the Lord this morning to somebody is that there is forgiveness with him. He said, out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice and let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplication. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquity, O Lord, who shall stand before you? But there is forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared. I came to tell somebody here this morning that if you have failed and you have fallen before the Lord, that there is forgiveness with him no matter how far you have fallen no matter how far you have fallen no matter if you have fallen you have never fallen so far that his grace and mercy cannot reach you amen hallelujah the story Deuteronomy talks about the Lord as being an eagle that fluttereth over his young 
It, they tell me that when a, when, when a mother eagle, those birds get to a certain stage in their life, they have been protected, they have been watched over, they have been fed, they have been sheltered, the bed is soft and comfortable. But when they get to a certain point, that mother bird will begin to pull out the feathers and let the thorns come through. And, and it becomes very uncomfortable for those little birds to stay in the nest. And so there's something begins to poke and prod them that life is changing. You've got to grow. And finally, that bird will get them up and put them on the edge. They tell me that the, that eagle will literally pick those those eaglets up and set them on the edge of the, the rim of that massive nest and let them sit there for a while and then with one sweep of its wing it will knock those birds off the edge. And here they are. They got wings but they don't know what to do with them. But you hear me. That bird can never fall faster than that mother eagle can fly. And so that mother eagle lets it fall for a while and, and it finally starts to realize what those things are for and then it swoops underneath. What are, you, what are you trying to tell me? I'm just telling you that you can never fall so far that His forgiveness and His mercy cannot reach you. His grace can move faster than your failure can take you down. Woo! I came to tell somebody this morning that his strength is made perfect in weakness. Some of you are going through thorny situations today, pain. You don't understand it. You prayed that God would take it away and you begged God to change your situation. And nothing has changed. It's still painful. It still hurts. And in the midst of that kind of situation, God spoke to Paul and said, I know where you're at, Paul. And I just want you to know that my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is enough. My grace is enough. So whatever the pain, whatever the hurt, God's word to somebody this morning is, my grace is enough. It's sufficient. His grace will sustain you. No matter how painful life is, His grace will undergird you. I thought about Brother Turner's, the friends, the fam, actually family members, second cousins of theirs that was, the family members that were lost in the storm. I thought how painful that has got to be. To know that in a moment life has been forever changed, turned upside down literally and emotionally. Several children lost, a wife that is gone. Life will never be the same for that man. Life will never be the same for that community. But God said, my grace, my grace is sufficient to see you through it. My grace is sufficient to keep you and undergird you. My grace is strong enough to hold you when nothing else will. Amen. And I came to tell somebody this morning that you will overcome. 
you will overcome. He that endureth to the end, he said, the same shall be saved. I like what John said in 1 John 5 and 4. He said, for whosoever is born of God overcometh. Anybody here born of God? Anybody here born again? Am I talking to born again people? Then the Bible tells me that he that is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even your faith. Who is he that overcometh the world but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Hallelujah. Somewhere in the midst of the battle, you need to hear that word. He that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. He that is born of God shall overcome. You are going to make it. I said you are going to make it. Hallelujah. You are going to make it. Do you hear this preacher this morning when I tell you that sometimes there is victory in just showing up? You don't have to do anything. You don't have to say anything. Your very presence is a testimony. I'm still here. Hallelujah. The devil's taken every pot shot he could at me this week. He's tried every trick to get me to fall. He's lied to me about everything he could lie to me about. My own flesh has betrayed me. My own flesh has turned against me. But I'm here. I may be battled, battered. I may be torn. I may have some cuts and bruises. I may be a little hurt. I may be limping when I come through the door. But I'm coming through the door. Why? Because one day, a long time ago, I was born again. And God said, my children... My children are going to overcome. My children are going to rise up. My children are going to live and not die. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody stand to your feet and claim the Word of God. Somebody stand to your feet and stand on that Word and say, That's mine. That's what I needed to hear. That's what I needed to know today. That's what lifts my heart. That's what lifts my spirit. That's what tells me that God... God is still in control. Oh, yes, He is. He's still in control. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, God. All the way to the end. All the way to the end. All the way to the end. The devil has lied to some of you and told you that you're not going to make it. He's lied to you and told you that you don't have what it takes. He's lied to you and told you that you're never going to live through this. You're not going to live. You just, you're just never going to get over this. I came to tell somebody this morning that the devil is a liar. He's a liar. Hallelujah. If you are born of God, you are going to overcome. I said if you're born of God, you are going to overcome. You need to start acting like a child of God this morning. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to start acting like a child of God. I am the head and not the tail. I am from above and not beneath. 
God said, I'm going to bless you in the city. I'm going to bless you in the field. I'm going to bless you when you come in. I'm going to bless you when you go out. I'm going to bless you on the right. I'm going to bless you on the left. I'm going to bless you when you're sleeping. I'm going to bless you when you rise and work. I am with you. I am your God. And I will not fail you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Somebody needs to stand on that word right now and say, God, that's my word. I receive it. I receive it. Hallelujah. I'm going to live and not die. Hallelujah. I'm going to live and not die. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Praise God. I'm going to, somebody say it with me. I'm going to live and not die. I'm going to live and not die. Amen. Praise God. I remember reading the story about a, a young boy that had several very serious physical conditions and everything that they tried to do to help him, nothing worked. He didn't respond to medications, he didn't respond to treatments. And as you can imagine, he, he, he grew deeply depressed. So much so that he wouldn't even communicate with people. He wouldn't even talk to people that would come in. Doctors, nursing staff would come by and try to encourage him nothing. One day, somebody got the idea that, you know what, even though he's sick and he's probably going to die of this disease or whatever, we're going to go ahead and he used to have a life like everybody else. And so they started, they scheduled teachers to come into him. And a teacher came in, and math teacher came in and started talking with him. And at first, he didn't say a whole lot, but she came in the next day and he started responding. And the doctors and the nursing staff started noticing that the young man was actually improving. After a while of watching him progress day after day after day, and this teacher just kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. Finally, the doctor came in one day and said, Son, I just, I don't understand. He said, We've tried everything medically we knew to do to help you, and nothing helped you. We tried all kind of medication, nothing reversed your situation. He said, What in the world has changed your whole situation? He said, Well, it's simple. He said, when you sent that math teacher in here, I figured if somebody was going to come in here and teach me math, I was going to live and not die. And so I just decided to live. If you're going to come and teach me math, I must not be as bad off as I thought I was. You know what somebody needs to understand? You're not as bad off as you think you are this morning. Come on, say it again. I'm going to live and not die. I'm going to live and not die. I'm going to live. That's the kind of word you need to start saying to yourself. I'm going to overcome this. I'm going to overcome. I'm going to beat this. I'm not going to be held captive by this torment, this torture, this habit. I'm going to overcome this. I'm going to win the victory over this. I'm going to defeat this. Somebody needs to claim that right now. Somebody needs to say it. The Lord is with me. Come on, some, somebody needs to say it. The Lord is with me. The Lord is with me. He's going to go with me all the way. All 
the way. All the way. And He's going to be with me to the end of the earth. To the end. Somebody step out right now with me and let's stand on that word. Somebody receive that word into your life. You need to take hold of that word right now and say, you know what, that's my word. Oh God, to a heart that's hurting this morning. To a heart that's grieving this morning. To a family that's going through trouble and trial. Lord, we step out upon that word this morning. And that word is that you will never fail. That word is that there is mercy with you. That word is that there is grace that is sufficient. There is mercy that is sufficient. That word, Lord, is that you, you, you are going to see me through. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Lift up your voice and thank Him for that word right now. Somebody needs to just thank Him for that word right now. Thank you for that word, Lord. Thank you for that promise this morning. Thank you for that assurance this morning, Lord. Thank you for what you've said you will do. Thank you for what you are doing this morning.